Each year, more than 12 million people will hear the same three devastating words. You have cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein, a survivor of pediatric kidney cancer and stage four colon cancer. My amazing wife, Linda, has taught me that we have cancer because every one of us is affected by it in some way. Survivors, family, friends, and medical and support team members. And we all have a story worth telling. Welcome to We Have Cancer. Welcome to episode 126 of We Have Cancer. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest this week is Joe Bakhmutsky. Originally from the Ukraine, Joe now lives in Australia, and he is a survivor of testicular cancer. And something interesting that Joe and I have in common is Joe is also a podcaster and hosts a podcast called Simplify Cancer, where he interviews patients, survivors, and caregivers as a way to inform, teach, educate, and inspire those touched by cancer. I was fortunate enough to be a guest on Joe's show. If you want to check it out, you can listen to it at simplifycancer.com forward slash EP055. I was thrilled to have Joe on our show, and you can learn more about Joe at his site, simplifycancer.com, and you can also follow him on Twitter at simplifycancer and on Instagram at simplify underscore cancer. Join me now for my conversation with Joe Bakhmutsky. Joe, welcome to We Have Cancer. I appreciate you reciprocating. It was a pleasure to be on your show, Simplify Cancer, and now I'm thrilled to have you on We Have Cancer. And the title of your podcast is kind of where I want to start with my questions because, you know, I've talked to so many people, Joe, who've done blogs and written books, and it's all them sharing their experience and their emotions and these kinds of things. But what caught my attention about Simplify Cancer was you didn't make it about yourself. You made it about the patient and wanting to help. Tell me where that came from and why you decided to go that path. Well, first of all, thanks you, thank you so much for having me, Leah. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. And yes, look, I think like for, for you and me, for everyone who goes through cancer, it's just such a shock. It, it hits you so bad and, and, and you never see it coming. And I guess the way I always thought about it is that cancer is always something that happens to other people. Right, it's, it's always somebody else until mm -hmm. it happens to you, right? So for me, I know that was probably why it's so hard to take because there is so much going on, and you are you've got all these epic questions that are coming at you. You you, you go you're asking yourself, am I going to die? And and like, what have I done to deserve this? And 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 if I do make it through, what is my life going to look like? Am I still going to be able to, to, to have sex? Am I still going to be able to do the things that I want to do? It just becomes so overwhelming and life gets so complicated. So, and I know that I've having spoken to, you know, many people in the hospital and, and through my podcast and, and, and on, on online forums, I know that, everyone goes through it. It's just so complicated. So I wanted to create something. I wanted to create a website that would try to make things simple for people in, in a way that 
dealing with the physical side of it, the mental side of it, the, the social side of it, and the emotional side of it. Because I really believe that on some deep level, uh, the way to really get through cancer, the best way is to be connected, you know, connected to to your inner circle, your family and friends, to, to your outer circle, you know, to, to your medical team and, and other cancer survivors and cancer patients that go into the same experiences as you're going through. And also being connected to the things that are important to you, to, to your beliefs and values. So why the name Simplify Cancer? What was your intent behind that? Yes, yeah, so I wanted to really just cut through the noise and, and cut, cut through all those uh, all those worries that are hanging down on us and and really talk about the things that are important to to simplify this whole process and i think it's the core of that is for me but to simplify it is to really understand your disease to understand what you're going through understand the treatment and when you become in effect an expert on your own illness when you uh, understand what's happening every step of the way, I think things become just so much clearer in your mind. You're so much more prepared to what you're working with. And then you can, you know what to expect and you know what to do about it. So what I'm hearing you say is that giving people knowledge really helps ease the burden. Absolutely. I I'm strongly believe that one of the best ways to tackle uncertainty is knowledge because that's one of the key things that that really hits you when you're dealing with cancer is this uncertainty because you don't know what's going on you don't know how things are going to turn out and then you're constantly waiting for something you know like it's always the next thing that's coming you know the next specialist appointment the the next the next treatment, the next scan result. So I think a lot of the ways to cut through that uncertainty is to have knowledge and understanding of what's happening to you. One of the things I'm sure you've seen in, in your podcast, and certainly I see this a lot with mine, is you know when you get that initial di cancer diagnosis, your head's spinning and you just can't take it all in. And you've got a tool, a free tool that you're offering people who visit your website at simplifycancer.com to kind of help with the first steps of that. Tell, tell us what you, what you're, what you're, the tool that you're offering folks and why you put it on there and how it could be beneficial. Yeah, cool. So I think one of, I have a, a couple of tools. I think one of the really key tools that, that um, I use in terms of dealing with with worry is what I call the outcome map. This is something that I strongly believe is can help you to deal with specific worry, whether that's that's pain or ache or a specific milestone that's coming up. Like for example, you know, um, the next scan result. So what I strongly believe in is that it's important to work through it because when it comes to our fears and our worries, all of these things, they kind of get on top of each other to the point where you can't really tell what started at all, what, what triggered you off. So I strongly believe in working through it. So I, I've got all examples on my website. So if you go to cancer outcome map, 
www.ecosystemsmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketingmarketing
to, to get this addressed. So that's where my mind goes, Lee. That's great. You know, so we, you and I both know what we, what we call scanxiety is a real thing. And, you know, I think, you know, letting it out and expressing it is key. And one of the ways that I learned to cope with, you know, that anxiety of scans is, you know, it's, it's just, it's to try to stay in the moment. And I, and I used to make myself crazy with, you know, upcoming scans. And I'm not saying that I don't have those moments. I think we all do. That's just, you know, life and being a human being. But I, I, I caught myself. I'm like, why are you torturing yourself worrying about a result a week from now that no matter all the worrying isn't going to change the result and all it's going to do is prevent me from having a good day today. Today could be a great day, but I could ruin today by worrying and, and, and all those things and all that worrying isn't going to change the result anyway. <laughs> so, so, you know, we all find our ways to cope and, and I love how, you know, created this map. I thought it was just something very unique that I'd not seen before. The other thing that caught my attention, Joe, is, you know, one of the hardest things when we're diagnosed with cancer is just absorbing all the information that our doctors are throwing at us. And, and we think we're going to remember everything and we're going to think we remember all the questions to ask. And you've created a little, a very helpful tool that I saw right at the top of your website at simplifycancer.com that if people just put in their email address, you've created another tool to help people with that part. Uh, tell us what people will get if, when they go on Simplify Cancer and drop your their email in, address into there. Tell us about that free tool that you're giving them. Cool. Thank you. Thanks so much, Leah. Yeah. So uh, I think that's when you go to see your oncologist or your specialist, whether that's a surgeon or urologist or whoever that might be, I think it's especially if it's the first time, but actually any time at all, it's it's actually a pretty confronting experience because the word cancer scares us and there's just so much pressure because you don't know what to expect. You don't know how to deal with it. And there's so many things that on one hand you want to ask, but at the same time, you don't know whether this is the right way to go about it. So I think the most crucial thing is to have a list of questions that you're going to have answered. So, and this tool is really a list of key questions that you want to be asking your specialist. And it also has room to make answers. I think which is a, a really key moment is to record your answers because, and I'm sure you've gone through this as well, is I can tell you how many times I've walked out of my specialist office and I'm going, oh, I should have asked him about that, right? Because you... <laughs> oh my goodness, exactly. <laughs> yes. Right? So, because you think that, you know, when something is bothering you and you think, well, of course, I'm going, I'm definitely going to remember that, but there is just so much going on. Right. And it's easy to forget. And that's why it's important to have that list of questions with you so that it just otherwise it just slips your mind. And it's also important to write them down. And I think it's when I go to visit my oncologist, I, I, that's what I tell him. And I said, I actually say that, look, I'm going to make notes here just to make sure I don't miss anything. So I think that's a really important. Like you mentioned, if you go to my website, simplifycancer.com, you put in your name and email, get this free PDF. It's easy. You just print it out and take it with you. And the other thing I wanted to add on to that lay is I think it's really important to take someone with you. You know, whether that's a friend, whether that's your partner, 
like uh, whoever that might be, to have the, that first of all, second, kind of second pair of eyes and ears, right? To, to kind of pick up on the things that you might miss or misinterpret so that you can check in later on. But also, I think it's so important to kind of keep your mind from wandering, right? Because I think that when you're on the way to your specialist's office or to the hospital and you're sitting in the waiting room, like, this is pure agony. <laughs> this is just torture. Right? <laughs> it is. Oh, my goodness. Right? Because yeah. so it's just, that's all you can think about. And, and, and having someone there who can talk to you about things other than cancer just distract you from that, I think is hugely important. No question about it. And, you know, just personal experiences, as the listeners to my show know, when I shared the unfortunate and surprising news that I got recently, I was so, un even though I've been, you know, in my cancer experience now for eight years, I was so unprepared for that one visit. I didn't ask any, I, I barely asked any questions. I didn't write anything down. And look, I'm a pro at this, yeah. unfortunately. I've been doing this a long time. But because I was expecting one set of news and got the other, I walked out of there with at least 10 questions that I just didn't even ask. So it can happen to not just newly diagnosed, but those of us who've been through this before. It's just such an emotional experience. So for our listeners, if you go to the show notes at wehavecancershow.com, I will include a link to both simplifycancer.com and canceroutcomemap.com. And you can access both of these tools as well as all the other resources that Joe has so graciously and generously provided for free to anybody that visits those sites. And I highly encourage folks to take a look at that. Be sure to stick around to the end of this episode to learn how you can get your rear in gear. Joe, one of the conversations we've been having on the show is how unfortunately, and, and I don't know if this is specific to the United States or if you see it happening over in Australia as well, is different types of cancers evoke different types of responses from people. And, you know, whether they people come right out and say it or not, we judge some cancers to be, quote unquote, better than others. Uh, some cancers are embarrassing and some cancers aren't, which makes me absolutely crazy. And, you know, me being a colorectal cancer patient, you being a testicular cancer patient, uh, for some people, uh, they would label both of our types of cancers as one of the embarrassing kinds. How did you come to be diagnosed originally, Joe? And and how did you deal with some of these perceptions? Yes, absolutely. Lee. And, you know, I remember that, you know, this was about three years ago. I remember that I started to feel kind of really odd around my groin. And I couldn't really place it. I, it was... It was just didn't feel right, like like my underwear was too tight. And then one night, um, I, I was in the shower, and my hand reached down and 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 it touched my testicles, and I and I found this hard lump, and that's when this kind of cold, horrible sinking feeling went through it. 
It's kind of like, have you seen the movie Aliens? Of yeah, course. So, do you know that moment when, you know, the, the person realizes that there is this monster inside them and then, and it's like, it's about to burst and come out and you can see it on their face that, you know, they have this horrific realization that there's something horrible is happening, but they are powerless to change it. Right. <laughs> That's exactly, that was my face at the time. <laughs> So I knew that something was really off and I, I kind of raced to the, to the doctor the next day and to, um, to really underscore your point that this is our, our family doctor and, and, you know, she's, she's been seeing, you know, my wife and, and, and my son. And when I told her about, you know, I had this kind of odd feeling down there, she kind of gave me almost this dirty look as if, you know, this, oh, what if it's like an STD or something? And I was like, oh, no, 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 this, that's definitely not what's up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so even like, um, yeah, so even from that point, I was like, uh, yeah, that's not what's happening. So luckily, like as soon as I think, I think as soon as she looked at it, she sent me an ultrasound and things happened quite quickly. But, you know, it's, it's really tough to talk about it because yeah like you say like these are not like the glamorous cancers because people instantly you feel that there is discomfort to talk about it people i would almost feel better if people asked questions instead they're like which can oh the, the oh testicular cancer so i think if people are instantly going through the head oh like well like what does that look like will you still be able to have sex all this sort of stuff so I think I find that people are almost like freak out when they hear something like that because they don't really know what is the right thing to say or what is the right thing to do. Do you know, is that, do you have a similar experience, Lee? Absolutely. You know, you were talking about, you know, your testicular cancer and, and my colorectal cancer and, you know, People say, oh, it's it's one of the embarrassing cancers. Well, look, we all go to the bathroom. Come on, right? <laughs> yeah. why, why, why should something that everybody does, every mammal does, be embarrassing to talk about? I mean, think about that. And, and, and a lot of the awareness campaigns, especially here in the States, use the tagline that I think is very effective. Don't let embarrassment kill you. Yep. Right? Would you rather be embarrassed or in chemo? Right. Let me tell you from experience, I'd rather be embarrassed. You know, I'd rather, you know, be talking about things and then, you know, hope it's nothing and it goes away. You know, I don't know if, it, if the day will come, but, you know, I, I do long for the day where we're just more open and not uncomfortable talking about things that are, that impact our lives and could be life saving. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's my wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm totally with you. And I think that that, you know, awareness and, and also even popular culture can can go a long way. Right. Because I think that watching, you know, movies like Deadpool, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen if you've seen that. I think that's, you know, that's kind of bringing cancer in into into the spotlight and saying, you know what? That's what happens, and and it's okay to talk about it and deal with it. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. Just just look at breast cancer. I mean, breast cancer, you know, at one time was one of those things you just didn't talk about, and now you've got professional sports teams wearing pink, and there's 
runs and walks to raise awareness and and men are showing up in pink bras you know having fun with it and we've we've kind of moved past the embarrassment of breast cancer to you know now it's it's something that has gotten a lot of attention and i think a lot of it uh, to your point is is perception and guarantee you if one of the most popular football teams, whether we're talking about American football or, or as uh, we call here in the state soccer, uh, <laughs> did some campaign where everybody was dressed in blue to raise awareness for colon cancer, uh, then you know what, that would be cool too. You know, suddenly that wouldn't be embarrassing. Um, you know, and that's certainly something we, we hope for. Exactly. And uh, that's getting back. Yeah, so I was just, uh, just wanted to say that's where I think the, it's so important to hear the stories from others. And that's why I think it's it's so crucial, you know, what you're doing uh, with We Have Cancer and with your podcast is is talking about these things so that people who listen to it, people who go, go, through, go through it themselves or maybe, you know, their loved ones go through it, they know that it's okay to talk about it it's, and it's okay and it's cool to be connected to people who know what it's like, people who are just like you, who have experienced it or something very similar and, and that can understand where you're coming from. Sure. And, and, and that's a good segue because not only did you create this website with all kinds of helpful tools, but you too are a podcaster. So uh, did the decision to get into podcasting, did that happen at the same time as when you created this, this site with all these tools? And, and what was the intention behind also getting into a podcast, Joe? Absolutely. Uh, Lee. I, think, I think for me, one of the things that I remember quite distinctly from going through treatment is that, is that there was always, even though I, had, I was lucky to have the support of, of my wife, and my mom and some of my close friends, I still know that there was times when I feel, felt miserable and alone. And, and, and I guess I didn't know that there are others out there. It, it sounds so basic, but it's so true. And I wanted to, I guess, to have a conversation with uh, me at an earlier stage of my life and to say, well, yeah, like this is, it's okay what you're going through right now. You know, maybe if you've just been diagnosed or if you're, if you're in treatment, you know, that this, this is how it is and you're not alone and there's all this support out there. And I think that for me, I like to listen to audio books and podcasts and, uh, and music and because quite often and you feel quite miserable physically so this was this is a medium that that is close to the uh, close to me close to my heart and I, and i think that podcast is something that is very natural it's a conversation that people have and this is something that you can kind of be a part of the conversation so that's why i really wanted to start a podcast to so that someone can really listen into that conversation and be a part of it me too. <laughs> you know, there's, and I know, you know, from our previous conversation, we both get the same feedback and you hit on it is when you get that diagnosis, you think you're the only one. And, and to be able to share those stories of others and to hopefully may help people uh, that I know we have with, we have cancer. I know you have with simplify cancer to help people not feel alone 
you know, is a responsibility and a privilege for me. And I know it is for you. Absolutely. 100%. I think it's, it's something that becomes in a way like a, a mission in life. I know it's, it's a big word, but it's something that is, is, is helps me. And, and, and I know that, you know, it helps you as well is to create something that is bigger than yourself because it's, it's what is helping others. It becomes, it's an incredible purpose that, is really life-changing. What are your goals for Simplify Cancer down the road? What do you hope, say, you know, a year or two from now to to have achieved with this great project that you've undertaken? Well, thank you so much for your kind words, Larry. I really do appreciate it. Um, well, for me is, of course, to reach more people. That's, that's always my goal, because I think there's so many of us who go through this experience for both cancer patients cancer caregivers is you know people who, who love those folks with cancer and of course you know cancer survivors as well people who've you know been through it but they still go through checkups and they're still always you know the uh, you know the uh, the threat of, of cancer coming back is hanging over them so reaching out more people developing more tools and of course at the moment something that is uh, you know takes up a lot of my time is i'm writing a book for specifically for men on dealing with cancer <laughs> as good for you wow that's terrific thanks man so it's it's getting really close i'm super excited about it i'll actually i'll tell a quick story about it so i actually wrote this Please. book <laughs> i wrote this book about you know i finished it a few months ago and it's uh, and what happened what happened is i realized that when i read this book that I know so much more about cancer and about dealing with it than I ever knew before. Because while the book was, you know, I, I shared all of my experience and kind of my tools and strategies, but I realized that from going through my podcast and from speaking to you know, all these amazing experts, you know, uh, people who specialize in oncology and urology and oncology nurses and people who specialize in all sorts of different things around cancer, like nutrition and, and movement and psychology and talking to like incredible people like yourself who've been through it and who have like this profound advice to share. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I've kind of included some of those best bits in there. So I've basically rewrote the book right now. This is what I'm finishing up oh. is rewriting the book to kind of include like the best bits and the, the best mindsets that I was able to kind of take on and incorporate it into this kind of <laughs> action based guide. What I believe into like, the, you know, um, to help men dealing with cancer. I think, I think it's really powerful because we learn so much along the way. Right? Sure. Congratulations on that. Wish you all the all the best success as you get that project wrapped up. And, and Joe, it's it's just been such a pleasure to have you on We Have Cancer. And I'm just really touched by how you've made your experience not about you, but how you can help others. And and I think that's terrific. As I mentioned earlier all of the links of the things we've talked about will be included in the show notes for this episode at wehavecancershow.com. 
Joe, thank you for being part of the show. Thank you for being part of our community. Wish you most importantly, good health uh, uh, and great scans as you move forward. And thanks for being part of the We Have Cancer family. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Link. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate uh, your your kind words and, and also taking me onto your podcast and, and making me a part of your world. I really uh, appreciate what, what you do and the difference that you're making because um, I think it's huge and it's incredible and what you've been doing is helping so many folks out there. So thank you for that. And, and I'm wishing you all the best for your scan next week. I appreciate that so much. Be well, my friend. Thank you, Lee. Talk soon. If you are looking for ways to show your support for the Colon Cancer Coalition, we've got lots of opportunities for you to do that, starting with the Get Your Rear in Gear 5K Run, Walk, One Mile Fun Run events. There are several of those taking place over the next several weeks. Let me go through the list starting this Saturday, June 22nd. For our friends in Rochester, Minnesota, that one is taking place at Soldiers Field. On Sunday, July 21st in San Francisco at Lake Merced at the Sunset Parking Lot. On Saturday, July 27th for our friends in Little Rock, Arkansas at Burns Park. For our friends in and around the Chicago area, there's a Get Your Rear and Gear event taking place on Sunday, July 28th in Tinley Park at the Community Park. And there are two Get Your Rear and Gear events taking place on Saturday, August 3rd. It, for our friends in Green Bay, that event is taking place at the Aurora Bay Care Med Center. And for our friends in Portland, Oregon, that Get Your Rear and Gear event is taking place also on Saturday, August 3rd at Mount Tabor City Park. And what would summer be like without baseball? We've got two baseball games taking place where you can show your support for the Colon Cancer Coalition. The first one on Friday, July 12th for our friends in Green Bay. This is a amateur baseball game taking place at the Capitol Credit Union Park featuring the Lakeshore Chinooks, where $4 of every ticket sold will go back to the Get Your Rear in Gear Baycare uh, organization. And the other baseball game is taking place at Wade Stadium in Duluth, Minnesota. This is featuring the Duluth Huskies, and this is a colon cancer awareness event. For information on these and all other Colon Cancer Coalition events, visit their website at coloncancercoalition.org. Thank you for listening to We Have Cancer, and thank you to our sponsor, the Colon Cancer Coalition, for your support. You can subscribe to We Have Cancer by visiting Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or Spotify. And you can find us on social media by visiting our Facebook page at We Have Cancer Show and at We Have Cancer Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. We Have Cancer is a proud supporter of Genie's Blue Angels, providing financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer.